Hello, this is Dan Bender, executive producer of the Singles Podcasting Network. Today, I'm excited to present Single Living, a podcast that brings you straight talk on everything that concerns today's singles, including relationships, dating, travel, and financial security. Single Living is hosted by Rich Goss, a well-respected expert in the singles industry. He is the author of eight books on dating and has lectured on the subject in over 50 colleges and universities. Rich is frequently interviewed by the news media, including Oprah, CNN, Fox News, and the Wall Street Journal, to name just a few. And now, here's the host of Single Living, Rich Goss. My guest today is Marilyn Anderson, author of Never Kiss a Frog, A Girl's Guide to Creatures from the Dating Swamp. Welcome, Marilyn. Hi, Rich. How is it going for you today in Southern California? Is it sunny or rainy? It's a beautiful day today. Wonderful. Well, here up in Northern California, we're going through horrendous storms. Oh, no. Anyway, let's get to the more important question. How did you come up with the idea for Never Kiss a Frog? Well, like so many other little girls, when I was little, I grew up on fairy tales. And my favorite was always the frog prince. Right. And that's the one where the princess finds a frog in the road. Right. And he tells her, kiss me and I'll turn into a handsome prince. But of course, at first she doesn't believe him, but she wants to meet the man of her dreams so badly. Right. that Finally, she gives in and she kisses him and poof, he turns into this gorgeous hunk of royalty. And that's the way it happens in real life, right, Marilyn? Right. And they get married <laughs> and they live happily ever after. <laughs> So I believe that if I would kiss a frog, he would turn into a prince. So when I started dating, I kissed frog after frog after frog. But you know what? What? None of them ever turned into a prince. Oh, no. You should sue somebody on this. I think so. So, And the other thing that happens is whenever a woman comes home from a bad date, inevitably her girlfriend or her mother will say to her, you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. And it's true, isn't it? Well, no. In fact, now I'm telling women, you can't find your prince if you're busy kissing frogs. Okay, so you got an alternative strategy for all the women out there who are looking right. for love. And that's how I came up with it. And so I started drawing all the frogs and describing all the different frogs that won't turn into princes and telling uh -huh. women, never kiss a frog. Okay, so if we avoid wasting our time on the frogs, then it's possible to meet the prince. That's the, the basic strategy of the book. Right. As soon as you see someone as a frog, get rid of them, because women hang on to these guys for too long. Right. You've got to be ruthless about it. You've got to cut <laughs> your, your uh, ties to these people that are the wrong one. Otherwise, you'll never have space for the right one. That's pretty much it. You know, and, and it's very common that women hang on to these guys for various reasons when they know that he's the wrong guy. Right. In fact, I like to use the analogy of wine tasting. Up here in Northern California, a lot of people fly up here to go to the Napa or Sonoma wine country. And I tell people, if you go to the wine tasting party, uh, they won't allow you to mix your wines. They'll make you taste one glass of wine at a time. And before you can go on to the next taste, you have to either finish what's in your glass or pour it into the urn. But they do not allow you to mix the wines. And I say it's the same thing with romantic partners. If you're wasting your time on a romantic partner who's inappropriate in a relationship that's not going anywhere, it's going to prevent you from moving on to the new wine, the better relationship. Absolutely. 
<laughs> well, tell us about frogs. Uh, what is a frog in the context of your book? Well, again, if you go back to the fairy tale and you see that a prince is a man you're going to marry or a prince is a man you're going to live happily ever after with or at least until the divorce, then a frog is a guy you're not going to marry. So a frog doesn't have to be a bad guy. Yes. I say he can be a good guy. But if he's not the right guy to walk you down the aisle, then he's a frog and you should throw him back in the pond. Okay, and if we've got some women listening right now who really don't want to get married, have been there, done that, and they're actually just looking to have a good time, then there's nothing wrong with running around with the frogs for the rest of your life. Well, unless if you're looking for your soulmate. I mean, if, if you're at a point in your life where you don't want to get married, but you still want to have a committed long-term relationship, then you still don't want to be with a frog because you want somebody who's going to be committed to you. And I say these guys aren't commitment-phobic. They're commitment-frogging. <laughs> well, getting back to these frogs, though, if we have some ladies out there that are listening who really don't are not looking for something serious, they just want to have fun. You know, the song "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Is it okay for them to date lots of frogs? Or are you saying the frogs are bad for everybody, no matter what kind of relationship you want? Well, no. I mean, if a woman uh, wants to be with a guy who uh, isn't isn't uh, committed to her, or or isn't going to be with her for a long time, if she wants to have flings. Yes. Uh, then, you know, I'm not going to tell her not to. You know, right. It's like, uh, before Demi Moore, I used to think that tadpoles <laughs> didn't yes. always work out because, you know, if a woman goes out with a guy oftentimes who's 20 or 25 years younger than her, yes. you know, she might want to enjoy it for a few months right. and have some fun, but it's probably not going to go anywhere. I think the reason that somebody like Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, I think, they work out because despite their age difference, they really do have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. The, the business that they're in, they're both extremely successful. They both are in the show business arena, so they are in the same world as each other. But oftentimes, a woman who hangs on to a tadpole, they're going to have different circles of friends. They're going to have different interests. So I think that that would be a case where a woman might want to have a fling for a little while, but it wouldn't be serious. In terms of a serious relationship, then, how young can a woman go down to? How much younger can a man be for a woman to have a really good relationship? It really depends on the person. I, I can't give you, you know, five years, ten years, twenty years, because, as I said, there are exceptions. If you have an amazing amount in common with somebody, uh, age might not be a factor. On the other hand, uh some women could be dating somebody who's only a couple years younger and he could be immature or she could be immature. It really depends on the people. I'm just speaking, generally speaking, I don't think that those relationships tend to work out. There are exceptions and it's all about the individual. You have to see, does a guy treat you well? Do you feel good when you're with him? Um, One of the most common frog is the guy I call Count Frogula. Yes. And this is, so many women are with a guy and they think they love him, but he always makes them miserable. Yes. When he's at their house, uh, you know, when he leaves the house, they cry. When he's at the house, they cry. Huh. And the reason they, they think he's wonderful, but if they're unhappy when they're with him, and the reason I call him Count Frogula, and he's he never kiss a frog, he's got a cape and fangs, is because huh. Any guy who drains the life out of you yes. sucks. And it's like, if you don't feel good when you're with somebody, he's a frog. 
But why do women waste their time with people that they don't enjoy? Explain that one to me. That's a $64,000 question. Well, there's a little thing called lust. <laughs> you know, sometimes women are like turned on to a guy. It's, we've always heard how women like bad guys. Yes, yeah, bad you boys. Know, and it's either a lust situation or it's a situation where they think they've captured a prize because he's a womanizer and they have him. Usually it's just for a little while. And mm-hmm. usually they're in pain most of the time. So, so really what you're saying here, Marilyn, is that a lot of these frogs aren't necessarily bad looking. They don't necessarily have warts all over them to warn you. These guys can actually be very attractive frogs, and they can have really fun personalities, but ultimately they've got that bad boy syndrome. Ultimately, they're going to break your heart. Not every frog has a bad boy syndrome, but but that would be an example of okay. one of the frogs. Right. But, but And the other thing is, you know, as I said, a frog doesn't have to be a bad guy. Just as one person's junk can be another person's treasure, yes. one woman's frog can be another woman's prince. Like, right. I went out with a guy, and he was a really good guy. He was handsome. He was successful. He was fun. But he liked to go sailing every weekend. Mm-hmm. And me, I get seasick in a bathtub. <laughs> right. But I have a girlfriend who kayaks, so I fixed them up. And you know what? They sailed off into the sunset. There but you go. He, was a, he was a good guy, but he wasn't for me because how could you be with someone who every weekend does something that you're unhappy, you know, that you can't do? And if he's involved, you know, there's people who go skiing all the time. And I'm not talking about once in a while going off with the guys because that's yes. okay. But if somebody's lifestyle is right. different than yours, it's not going to be a good fit. Okay, so there's the wrong lifestyle frog. What other kinds of frogs should these women avoid? Well, another very common frog is the long-term go-nowhere frog. Yes. And so many women I know have been with men five years, 10 years, 15 years, and the woman wants to get married or wants a commitment, and the guy doesn't want to give it to her. And again, this is the type of guy you have to have the strength to move on. And it's most likely that when you do, you're going to meet somebody and, boom, connect right away. Right. Then there's a guy I call Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Toad. (laughs) And this is the guy who, when you're out in public, he is sweet and loving and wonderful, and your friends think he's great because he's wonderful when you're out together. Right. But when you're alone together, he treats you with disrespect, he's mean to you, he's critical, and he's got a two-sided personality. And then none none of your girlfriends can believe it when you dump this wonderful guy because they don't see the ugly side of him. Exactly. And I have a wart warning for women who are dating this guy. And if, if he's got a split personality, yes. you should be the one to split. Yes. All right. Good advice. Uh, other types of frogs that these women have to be aware of? Well, there's another one I call the guy, a total makeover. And this is the guy who wants to change you. Yes. You know, he's never happy with who you are. He wants to change how you look or how you act or what you do. Uh, again, I went out with a guy and, uh, three times, and I thought it was great. And then on our fourth day, he said, you know, why don't you change the color of your hair? You look good as a blonde. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, what? And then he said, uh, and you should cut it. And then he said, and you always wear bright colors. How about pastels? And wow. I kept telling me things, and I said, I don't get it. If you don't like the way I look, uh-huh. why do you keep asking me out? He good said, point. Hey, well, I'm in real estate. I like fixer-uppers. Uh... I said, well, this is one property that's about to be foreclosed. <laughs> and again, I have a wart warning for women. And it's, if a man wants to change your looks, you should look to change your man. 
And, and speaking of guys, because we probably have some single guys listening right now, and they probably want to know, are there female frogs that they should avoid? Oh, no, women are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're not perfect. But, I mean, the same kind of – there aren't female frogs because, again, if you go back to the fairy tale, uh, you realize that a frog is a guy. But it works the same way. If somebody's not right for you, uh, it's – just move on and don't don't waste your time. You know, and they could be a good person, they could be a wonderful person. But try to find, you know, the person who who you're going to stick with if that's what you're looking for certainly. And how long does it take Marilyn to find out whether or not the, the guy you're dating or the woman you're dating is a frog? Does that take a long time or can you spot him on the first date? Well, that's a great question because Sometimes you can spot it on the first date. Maybe you don't want to realize it, but like, like if you go out, if a, if a woman goes to a restaurant with a guy, and if he screams at the waiter, yes. yells at the valet, yes. he, he barks at the waitress, you know, uh, the good chance is that you're next. And I call this yes. guy the bully frog. There are signs right. right away. Yes. On the other hand, it might take a while. You know, you could be dating somebody a couple months, and he's on his good behavior, right. and it's not till you get to know him a little bit better that the signs start coming out. And I have a ribbit index. A ribbit index. A ribbit index, uh-huh, because, you know, nobody's perfect. I admit that. And so when I am going out with a guy, he can have, you know, a couple ribbits or four or five ribbits or up to nine ribbits. But once he hits 10 on the ribbit scale, he yes. is said to croak and officially becomes <laughs> a frog. Okay, and sometimes it takes a long time to discover this because, as you say, people are on their best behavior during the courtship period, and some of these guys are, are really bad guys or, or bad women for that matter, but you don't find that out until after you really get to know them, and it might take months before you discover that. Yes, and this is why I don't think it's right for people to jump into relationships too fast because it does take time to get to know someone. I had um, a man call me last night because he met a woman uh, literally uh, 10 days ago, and he said, oh, we've been seeing each other every night, and I took her away this weekend, and I, I, I'm asking her to marry me. And I wow. said, hold on, Bobby. <laughs> I said, you, you can't do that. And he said, well, but I'm afraid if I don't ask her that, yeah. you know, she, that some other guy is going to get her. And I said, well, right. if you're afraid of that, then she might not be the one for you because yeah. when somebody cares for you and when you care for them, there's trust and there's feeling, right. and you're not going to be worried that she's going to jump ship. That's a good point. If, if he's that insecure, then he probably isn't going to have a successful relationship with her. For one thing, he's probably going to let her walk all over him. She's going to lose respect for him and dump him anyway. So with his kind of attitude, I think that relationship is doomed from the start. But people do tend to jump in too fast, and, and it takes time for people to get to know each other. And so you might not see somebody might be on great behavior at the beginning, and then you find out who they really are after a few months. And so I do think it's important for people to take their time a little bit in relationships. Now, you're using that phrase, jump into relationships, and I think that's probably just a euphemism for sex, right? Well, that's a possibility. Certainly, <laughs> certainly um, sex uh, ups the ante. And, you know, women's hormones, particularly when they have sex with someone, uh, a lot of emotion goes with it. It's not yes. always true with men. So right. uh, it really does change things. And I must admit, I've been a victim of it myself <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> 
So first piece of advice of the women out there to avoid frogs is don't jump into into the pond too quickly with him. Find out for sure that he's the right one before you get too intimate with a man and you get too stuck on him. Well, I, I think it helps to know the person and make sure that he likes you for who you are, not just because you're conquest. It seems yes. old-fashioned, but I think it's really true. Now, you were the kissing and flirting coach on ABC TV's Extreme Makeover. How did that happen, and what was it like? Oh, I have to tell you, that was such great fun. You know, I get a call one day from Extreme Makeover, and I think, oh, great, you know, I'm going to get I'm gonna get new uh, new boobs. I'm going to get new this. But they said, no, 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 no. We want you to be a, a, a uh, we want you to consult on the show. And and what happened is they had a 25-year-old girl yeah. who had gotten a new chin and a new nose and new hair and and uh, some new implants, and she revealed that she had never been kissed. And she was very nervous, and they asked me, uh, what would you do to help her get over her nervousness? And I said, well, if she's never been kissed, I would have her practice. And they said, how would you do that? I said, well, I'd get her a guy to kiss, you know, to practice with. And they really liked that idea. And so they called me onto the show, and she still had her nose guard on and her chin guard on because they don't do the reveal till the very end. But I gave her kissing tips, and I gave her some flirting tips, and then I introduced her to a potential prince, and she had her first kiss on national TV. My Lord. And it was really wonderful, and uh, she was nervous, but it was it was such a charming moment, and uh, her name was Christina, and it was just lovely, and uh, her potential prince, his name was DJ, and he was so cute. I said, hey, if you don't want to kiss him, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, give us some of those kissing tips, or do you have to be able to see them on TV to really understand how to teach people how to kiss? Well, of course, it's nice to be on TV and doing it, but it's like, yeah. well, you should make every kiss like the first kiss, because okay. there's always in- anticipation and excitement, and if, even if you've known somebody a long time, if you approach every kiss as if, wow, this is going to be the first one and it's going to be special, then every kiss will be special. And then there were some funny ones like, uh, you know, well, you don't want to kiss like a fish. And don't and about <laughs> my three P's are position, pressure, and pucker. And then, of uh-huh. course, we don't want to forget passion. <laughs> yes. So those are the four P's then. Yeah, those are the four P's. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and then what kind of flirting tips did you give people on uh, Extreme Makeover on ABC? Well, again, I gave her some things about uh, body language. If you take the word flirt. Uh, or flirt, F is for flattery, you want to flatter the person, yes. L is for language, as in body language, Right. I is for interest, you want to make sure the, the guy or girl knows that you're interested, because that is always a great way to flirt with somebody. And how do you indicate that you're interested in someone? Well, you let them know by asking questions about them, and not making it all about yourself. Okay, getting back to the flirt, you were telling us the F stands for, again? The F is, is for um, flattery. You want okay. to flatter them and tell them, but, but don't make something up, you know, because then they're going to know you're insincere. So right. flattery would be, oh, you've got such a great smile, or, oh, it's, it's great that you, you know, are a, are a nuclear scientist. Yes. <laughs> if they really are one. Yes, so the best compliments are the sincere compliments. Absolutely, but find something that you like about them and let them know it. 
Yeah, I always tell people, if you can't find something in that person that you can sincerely compliment, then why are you attracted to them in the first place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, why do you have to make up phony compliments? I mean, if you really like this person, there should be at least a dozen qualities that you can compliment them on sincerely. Right, and mean it. Do you think it's hard for women nowadays to meet their soulmates? Actually, I think that today is the best time to meet single people because there are so many different ways and it's you know the old-fashioned ways of being fixed up or parties or activities and of course today we have the internet and I must admit I think the internet is a terrific way to meet people that you would otherwise never come in contact with and the good news is if you meet a frog online you just reboot reboot reboot. (laughs) and do you have any favorite dating websites that you recommend well, you know, I've, I've tried Match.com, which uh, is really fun. There's a lot of people on it, and uh, Match.com, and there's Matchmaker, and there's JDate. And then last night I went on, if I don't meet someone soon, I'll kill myself.com. <laughs> That's a long URL. <laughs> right. No, but I, I do think it's great. And people, though, have to be careful about, uh, naturally, they have to meet the person in public, and they have to have a good screening system. But I think it's a great way to, to do it. And what I think is so interesting, though, is when you look at some of these profiles and pictures, people have to get smart when they put their profile and picture up because oftentimes they don't think about what they're, what they're doing or what they're presenting. And so I've read some profiles and pictures that, People put things up there that don't make any sense, and, and they got to be careful, you know. And, and it's both women and men are guilty of this. I've seen women say, and uh, this isn't my current picture. I don't look anything like this. But if you ask me, uh, I'll send you one of my current pictures. <laughs> and I know that's a problem people have. They said, well, they don't always look like they look. At least that person is being honest, though, and telling you this is not a recent picture, and I will send you a more recent one. Yes, but why don't they just put the recent picture up? Well, I think we know the answer to that one, Marilyn. Obviously, they don't look good in the recent picture. Well, they but, probably have put on 20 pounds or, you know, maybe they uh, put on some wrinkles. Who knows? You know, unfortunately, none of us are getting any better looking with Yes, time. but you have to – you can have a nice picture, and I think you should, but it should be truly representative of you. The yes. other thing is, you know, I've, I've seen a guy put up a, uh, a note that says, uh, the woman that I want to meet does not exist on this earth. <laughs> so I think he's setting himself up for disappointment. Right. Although that's probably just a psychological ploy. He's challenging the women to prove to him that they're worthy of him by saying, hey, you don't even exist. But I I must admit, I think the Internet's a great place. It's an opportunity for people to get out there and to meet new people. And another mistake I think people make is don't have tremendous expectations when you meet these people. Go out to meet someone and have a nice time. It doesn't have to be the love of your life the first or the second or the third time. Just go out to enjoy the time, to enjoy the new company. Even if this person is not right for you, you don't know. They might have a friend or you might go somewhere where there's other people. And look at it as just an opportunity to go out and enjoy and have a have a pleasant time. And if it's not the right person, maybe the next one will be, or maybe they'll have a friend. You never know. So I think if you're going into it with expectations and then the person doesn't look exactly alike or 
doesn't have the personality. Just try to enjoy each moment. I think that's great advice, Marilyn. You know, so many people hate dating, especially they hate that first date. And, of course, if you've got that negative attitude towards dating, you probably are going to be very uptight during the date. You're not going to be putting your best foot forward. And a lot of people are not going to find you attractive if you're uptight. So I think that's terrific advice to tell people just lighten up, but don't have the high expectations. Just go out with the intent of meeting somebody new. And everybody's interesting. At least for 15 minutes, you should be able to find everybody in the world interesting for 15 minutes. I met one of my best new friends on the Internet. I met a guy over the internet. He was a very sweet guy, but, you know, I didn't think he was a romantic interest, but in fact, on our second date, he said to me something like, we're we're just going to be friends, aren't we? <laughs> well, we're not just friends, but we've become super close friends, and it's great to have a guy friend who I can call whenever I need to talk, and I can talk about my experiences. He can talk about his. It's almost better than finding a great date who you have a hot time with and then never see again. You know, it's interesting you say all that, Marilyn, because, of course, I hear this all the time from women. Women always say, oh, it's great to have these platonic guys and go to the theater with them or dinner or just talk and cry or whatever. And the women always say that, how wonderful it is to have a platonic relationship with men. I've never heard a man say, oh, it's great. We never have sex. We're just good friends. <laughs> so interesting, the differences between men and women in dating. Well, I, I know that he likes me as a friend, too, although you're right. I'm sure he would love to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Maybe so you, he's that's patient. It. You don't know. Another guy that I met over an internet a couple years ago, we just became friends and we ended up uh, writing a script together, which just won a big contest. So, and we got a couple of writing assignments together. So again, we weren't romantic and he was quote unquote a frog in the, in the true sense of the word, yes. but we, we became writing partners and uh, that's a successful relationship too. Sure. Marilyn, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in your book, Never Kiss a Frog, A Girl's Guide to Creatures from the Dating Swamp, or if they're interested in some of the other products that you have for singles? What do you recommend? My website is neverkissafrog.com. That's easy to remember. Neverkissafrog.com. And that will also take you to um, another website that I have, which is Frog March, Shop Till You Hop. That's <laughs> shoptillyouhop.com, where I have fun t-shirts and I have toad bags and frog clocks that are, are real cute for uh, for women and men. And by the way, it's funny, Rich, because when I do events and things, even though the book is, you know, a girl's guide to creatures from the dating swamp, men uh, love the book too. In fact, I think I have almost more men buy it when they come to meetings than women. I A couple of weeks ago, I had my first meeting here of Frogaholics Anonymous, wow. a 12-leap program. Yes. And it was so funny because the women all took oaths not to kiss frogs and the men yes. all took oaths not to be frogs. Hey, that's great. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Well, I'd like to thank my guest, Marilyn Anderson. Single Living is a production of the Singles Podcasting Network in San Rafael, California. If you have any comments or suggestions about single living, feel free to email us at comments at singlespodcastingnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, this is your host, Rich Goss.